Are you looking for more ways to learn about military and veteran culture? Are you a mental health professional or public health professional without lived experience in the military but find yourself working with veterans? Are you a caregiver or a family member of a veteran? Then you might be interested in a series of books that have been released with you in mind. By going to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books, you can check out three books that give you an insight into veteran mental health from a combat veteran perspective. These books are a collection of short, consumable essays that discuss a wide range of topics related to mental health and wellness in post-military life. Head on over to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books and check them out for yourself or follow the link in the show notes. Welcome to episode 75 of the Headspace and Tommy podcast, a show brought to you by the Change Your POV podcast network. September is National Suicide Prevention Month, and we're bringing you a short series about suicide prevention. In the first week of the series, we talked to Dr. Stacy Friedenthal about developing awareness around suicide. And in the second episode, we heard from another internationally recognized suicide expert, Dr. Sally Spencer Thomas. Today, we'll be talking to Robert Stewart, Director of Veteran Programs at Given Hour, about what the organization is doing to provide veterans and their families access to mental health counselors in order to impact the veteran suicide epidemic. Here's a quick look at what you'll hear in this episode, then we'll jump into the conversation. I don't want to give people an impression that, you know, just because of the Iraq and Afghanistan uh, conflicts, you know, the, the war on terrorism, that that's really kind of been the catalyst for, you know, the, the awareness about veteran suicide and service member suicide. Uh, you're, you're absolutely right when it comes to veteran suicides. Even during peacetime, in the units that I served in, we lost soldiers to suicide during peacetime. It is always a shame to lose one person, but you know, we have to be aware of it's just not combat trauma. Welcome to the Change Your POV Podcast Network. You're listening to Headspace and Timing, a show dedicated to breaking down the stereotypes about veteran mental health. My name is Dwayne France, and I'm a combat veteran of both Iraq and Afghanistan. After I retired from the Army, I took on a new mission as a clinical mental health counselor for my fellow service members. If you served in any branch of the military, you're familiar with the M2 machine gun, the 50 cal. It's one of the most effective weapons in the military's arsenal. If the weapon's headspace and timing wasn't set right, however, it was just a huge useless chunk of metal. Veterans can be rendered inoperable if their headspace and timing isn't set correctly either. That's my goal with this show, to change the way that we think and talk about veteran mental health and reduce the stigma against seeking support. Each week, we'll talk with mental health professionals, veterans, and those who support veteran service members and their families. We're going to have real and honest conversations about a topic that most just don't like to talk about, veteran mental health. Let's jump into this week's conversation. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Headspace and Timing Podcast once again, and as always, we really appreciate you taking the opportunity to listen and to learn more about veteran mental health. Uh, as you know, here during the month of September, uh, I'm doing a short series on suicide prevention, talking about awareness uh, in our first episode, um, talking about uh, raising awareness and, and becoming more aware about suicide in general. Uh, then we heard about uh, taking action, moving beyond just awareness and into action. Uh, and today I really wanted to talk about an organization that's making a current impact on veteran suicide specifically. Uh, and that's uh, the, the program's Given Hour. Now, I've been trying to get uh, someone from 
given hour on the program uh, for a while, and uh, it shows you how busy they are, which is both good and bad, uh, that uh, that it's taken this long to, to get them on the podcast. Uh, but in order to... Uh, to, to really kind of get into it, I want to introduce Robert Stewart, who is the director of veteran programs at Given Hour, and uh, we'll sort of talk about what Given Hour is and how they're trying to impact the veteran suicide epidemic. So, Robert, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Yeah, absolutely. I, I really appreciate you taking the time and uh, and and just is as we briefly touched on and i am a huge fan of given hour i think given hour is a great organization uh personally and others have heard me on the podcast they've been listening for a while uh, i don't feel as though a veteran should have to pay for their own mental health treatment uh, there are enough providers out there who have the the cultural competence um, to be able to provide uh, mental health counseling and given hours really do, doing that and has been doing that for a while so uh, before we get into Given Hour, I'd like to maybe hear a little bit about your background uh, from the military and how you got into Given Hour. Uh, well, certainly. Again, uh, thank you for uh, inviting Given Hour and specifically reaching out to me. I, I really appreciate this opportunity. Uh, myself, I am a U.S. Army retiree. I spent 21 years in the military, retiring as a master sergeant back in uh, 2009. So I spent a little time as an infantry uh, mortarman, uh, indirect fire guy with the uh, 82nd, 3rd Armored Division. A lot of time with the 25th Infantry out in Hawaii as well as Fort Lewis. Uh, but then my last eight years, because of a, uh, a death in the family back here in Michigan, I, uh, I left active duty and I was active duty with the Michigan Army National Guard. Uh, so my last eight years, I got to enjoy the uh, recruiting arena, and uh, for an infantry guy, I finished my career as a field artillery uh, senior sergeant, so that was always fun. Um, and then, of course, with all of that combat arms experience, I go to Iraq for a year, and I'm an MP, so uh, imagine that. Uh, but after I retired, I uh, spent three and a half years at the Detroit VA Medical Center, uh, utilizing the degree that I got before I got out in uh, HR. Um, and then uh, we're talking about suicide and unfortunately um, losing one of my soldiers to suicide brought me to Given Hour. Uh, we had served together in Iraq and uh, when he took his own life, uh, I, um, I just had this calling to do more. I could have stayed at the VA, I could have retired as a civil servant, training VA employees on HR topics, but I, I felt uh, especially as a senior NCO, that I had to do more for soldiers and their families. So uh, a job opportunity came along with Given Hour about four and a half years ago uh, through a grant with uh, my favorite pitcher, Justin Verlander. He was starting an initiative here in Detroit. So I worked on some community uh, collaborative efforts in the veteran space for about two years and then fortunately had the opportunity to work on a grant that uh, really had me working closely with Team Rubicon, Team Red, White, and Blue, and the mission continues. Uh, and then that grant opportunity led to where I'm currently at as the director of uh, all of our veteran programs here at Given Hour. See, and, uh, in, and it's, it's always interesting when we sum up a, a quarter century of experience in, in about five minutes, uh, but especially that, that um that when you lost a soldier and that brought you into given hour, um, I often say that that many of us uh, who have served have lost more of our our fellow service members and our soldiers to suicide than we even lo lost in combat. 
uh, and and it has become a significant epidemic, uh, and and given hour for as I said a very long time has been trying to do what it could to really address that. Yeah, absolutely, and and I don't want uh, to give people an impression that you know just because of the Iraq and Afghanistan uh, conflicts, you know, the the war on terrorism, that that's really, you know, kind of been the catalyst for such, um, you know, the the awareness about veteran suicide and service member suicide. Uh, You're you're absolutely right when it comes to veteran suicides. Even during peacetime, in the units that I served in, we lost soldiers to suicide during peacetime. Um, So it is... It is always a shame to lose one person, but you know it's you know we have to be aware of it's just not combat trauma. Um, take a look at the VA studies that have been out. You know the majority of veteran suicides are older veterans, mm-hmm. uh, veterans that are that are over the age of 50. So uh, I think that's part of us as veterans, and as well as being in the mental health arena, to educate people that you know we don't want to stereotype veterans and veteran suicides to say, hey, it's all combat related. Uh, It's really, um, it could be any reason, any age, any era, uh, and it's always uh, heartbreaking no matter what. No, that's uh, that that is absolutely correct. Uh, from a, a clinical mental health provider standpoint, um, I have seen um, more veterans. It's not the combat that leads them to having these crises, um, but it's usually much more a combination of things. It's not just combat. It's not just PTSD. It's not just TBI, but it really is a, a much deeper um, uh, concoction of all of these different things. Uh, and and when we talk about veteran mental health, we need to make sure that the providers who are working with veterans understand that complexity. Um, and, and I think that's something that that Given Hour has done very well. Is uh, is any of the providers that work with Given Hour, you ensure that they actually do understand that military culture and develop competency before they even start to work with veterans. Absolutely, uh, absolutely. We we pride ourselves on. Um exactly what you said, developing that military cultural competency. Because Given Hour is a, is a network of volunteer, volunteer mental health professionals, and they come from all, all areas of, of mental health. So it could be psychologists, psychiatrists, social workers, uh, uh, LPCs, licensed professional counselors. Uh, and with that, they're bringing that clinical knowledge and the one thing that brings, brings them to us is that desire, that passion to help veterans, service members, and their loved ones. But that doesn't necessarily mean they come from a military background, although we do have quite a few providers that do have a military background, either for themselves or a family member. But we want to make sure that they understand the culture, uh, the language. Uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm an Army guy. Army guys don't talk like Marine guys or Navy guys or Air Force guys. We all have our own logo and acronyms and, and our own experiences. So we try to educate our providers on, on that as well as uh, the unique challenges of, of being a military member or a military uh, family member. Uh, so we're fortunate that we uh, partner with a lot of great organizations like SAR Mental Health uh, Behavior uh, they provide their tier training on military cultural competencies and the unique challenges of serving the military, uh, as well as the VA through the VA Mental Health Summits. So we, 
uh, always provide those opportunities for our providers to go through that training or attend those summits in their areas. And so, uh, and if you can give us sort of a, a brief overview of uh, of Given Hour, it's been around since 2011, um, uh, as far as I understand, or a little bit before that, um, and and how Given Hour is trying to address the um, lack of services for uh, military and veteran families. Right, we have been we've been around uh, a little bit longer than that. 2005, it was founded, but it wasn't. Around the time frame, 2011 or so, is when we really uh, expanded because it started as a very small nonprofit by Dr. V- uh, Barbara Van Dalen in the D.C. area who saw a need to to treat veterans that were falling through the cracks. Uh, the VA, uh, fantastic, is one of our great partners, but not every veteran can be seen at the VA based on their discharge status. And not every veteran wants to be seen at the VA, or not every veteran has a VA that's close to them that's within reasonable, you know, commuting. Uh, So she identified that, and she just reached out to uh, that community because she was a clinical psychologist in the D.C. area to say, hey, why can't we as a profession give of our time pro bono work? So that small idea grew and grew and grew. So now we are a very small staff. We only have, uh, I think we're up to 23 staff members, but those 23 staff members have a large footprint because as a national nonprofit, we have nearly 7,000 volunteer mental health professionals. And we are seeing people in every single state. Uh, We are, you know, we're just basically out there providing free and confidential services to not just a veteran, but also their loved ones. So mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, anybody that's been affected by that person's military service. And we don't care about discharge status. Uh, So if somebody has a bad conduct discharge, less than honorable, they're not able to be seen at the VA based on their eligibility, we don't care. And we also don't care what service, uh, what era of service that they served in. So we've seen, uh, we've linked World War II veterans, Korean veterans, Vietnam veterans, peacetime veterans, as well as the Iraq, Afghanistan veterans, uh, to our providers. Um, so that's the, that's the beauty of what we can do to fill in those gaps with the VA and the DOD. So everything is free and everything is confidential. So us as an organization, we don't have the names of the people being seen by our providers because we facilitate that client-clinician relationship. So we are not made aware of treatment plans, individuals' names, any kind of personal identifiable information at all. We maintain full HIPAA compliance. And the only thing that our providers do for us is once a quarter, they just let us know how many hours have you donated, because, again, it's all free, how many hours have you donated to see a client on behalf of Given Hour? See, and, and that's uh, that's very critical. And even what you were talking about as far as uh, reducing all of the barriers, um, and this is something that uh, um, I know one of your employees, um, uh, Katie Civiletto, who's here in Colorado, uh, amazing, um, 
<laughs> we need to harness her energy because she is she is absolutely <laughs> great. Um, but uh, but talking about you know the the family member is in in whatever way the veteran defines family member. You know it could be a, a long term right. uh, emotional relationship, a boyfriend girlfriend, what have you. But there's literally um, any way that the veteran defines family. That's the way that uh, that that gives them an access to give an hour. Um, and also the era of services. This is one thing that I've seen and, and discussed on uh, past episodes of the podcast is that uh, the fragmentation of sort of this demarcation line pre 9-11, post 9-11. Um, I saw, I have seen uh, veterans in, in my grant funded program, um, as many that are in the uh, the Cold War era or that uh, in between time in between um, the Persian Gulf War and the global war on terror, um, that that, you know, as you identified uh, before about losing soldiers in peacetime units, uh, that uh, the military is an inherently dangerous occupation. It's an inherently stressful occupation. Uh, and so the uh, the mental health needs of veterans uh, aren't just uh, limited to post 9-11 or combat veterans. And so I've always appreciated how Given Hour really focuses on um, making it widespread, making those opportunities widespread. Absolutely, and, uh, and I'm glad that you stressed that uh, because I think it's important that the public is made aware. You're, you're absolutely right. The being in the military, there's there's unfortunately training accidents that could be traumatic uh, if you witness somebody uh, that is hurt, injured, killed with, and you think that it's being safe. You think that you're, you know, but you're right. The military is inherently dangerous no matter what you're doing. Um, so I appreciate that. So I, as a provider, uh, and many of the, in the provider community, um, others uh, like me, especially here in Colorado, we're focusing uh, on providing support and we want to help veterans. And I've had my peers who say, you know, they're given our providers. Um, but it still seems as though um, it's a challenge um, as much support as you give, there's, there's more and more support that needs to be provided, um, that, uh, that, that a lot of people simply haven't heard about given hour from your point of view as a veteran, what do you think is really some of the challenges that given hour has addressed and maybe overcome regarding getting that information out there? Uh, and, and you are absolutely correct. Uh, when I was presented with this job opportunity, even as a veteran, uh, I did not know about Given Hour. I had never heard of Given Hour. I had to do research. I talked to, uh, you know, um, clinicians in the VA. It's like, okay, this is a mental health organization. Have you ever heard of them? And the answer was no. Uh, and that's our biggest challenge is um, we, as a smaller nonprofit, we, we get grants, but those grants are specific for a purpose. So, it links us with an organization, and we support that organization. Um, we don't have the budget to go out and have a huge advertising campaign. So you brought up Katie Civiletto. She, this is how we get the word out, is programs like yours. It's staff members getting involved in the community. It's providers getting involved in the community uh, and just letting them know, hey, Given Hour is out here. This is what we're doing. Um, to take Detroit for an example, before I started working in Detroit, uh, given our providers, and we had close to 100 of them in the Detroit area, uh, the year prior to me coming on board for that uh, community collaboration, 
those providers had only given 100, uh, I think it was 125 hours donated because nobody had known about us. But me and the community and letting people know about Given Hour and our other communities that we've gotten staff members involved in, such as uh, Tacoma, Washington, Houston, Texas, Fayetteville, North Carolina, Richmond, Virginia, Norfolk, Virginia, uh, we've had grants that allowed us to work in those communities. And every one of those communities, the donated hours went up because when people get to know about us, it's like their eyes are opened and, the, and they have this aha moment. It's like, yes, yes, yes. Okay, I've got a veteran that's not eligible to go to the VA, but I know he needs help. Now I've got another option. Or I've got a service member in in the 82nd down in Fayetteville that's a little reluctant to go through the DOD because unfortunately there's a, still a stigma about their military career. Okay, great. Now I've got a confidential mental health service that he can use and get the help that he needs. Um, I wish more people knew about us. We're certainly working on it. And fortunately, we've got partners like you that are spreading the word on us. Um, the, the other is uh, provider recruitment. Uh, not just advertising our services to the veterans and their loved ones, but also we're trying to spread awareness amongst the mental health community to say, hey, we would love you to join our network. If you look at large urban areas such as Detroit, New York City, New York City uh, Chicago, uh, L.A., we have hundreds of providers. But you get out to um, Fargo, North Dakota, if you get up to Anchorage, Alaska, uh, even Colorado Springs, you know, where you're at, uh, you know, we would always appreciate, we always need more providers coming to our network uh, just to give more options to the service member as well, to the veteran, because as you know, the, the client-clinician relationship has to be built on trust and rapport, uh, and we don't want to limit somebody to say, this is the only provider that you can go to with given error because it's the only one in your area. Uh, we want to make sure that, uh, you know, the, the people that we care for, the veterans and their loved ones, uh, we're just giving them the most opportunity, the most number of options that uh, they can utilize to get those mental health services that they might need. So, and again, there's that, uh, that breaking down the barriers and, and talking about uh, suicide and veteran suicide specifically is those barriers are usually the things that get in the way uh, of a, a veteran reaching out for help, right? You know, this is the, the things that will keep someone, you, you mentioned the bad paper, um, and it's usually those veterans with the least access to resources have the greatest need. Um, because for yep. whatever reason, you know, they, they left the military on a certain uh, a situation, you know, uh, some of them entirely justified, of course, some of them not. Um, but there's something there that they could use support with, and they don't have those resources. Uh, and so I, I really like the idea of, of re reducing as many barriers as possible, so that really the only barrier that's still left is is just getting the word out and, and changing the way that, that veterans are talking about it. Uh, I, I will absolutely concur with that uh, that idea of, of, of more services needed in a wider range. I actually had a, um, uh, uh, one of my former soldiers, a soldier I served with in my 15-month my tour to Iraq, uh, down in uh, Arizona, and the town is so small that I can't even think about it, right? No, but it's, he's in... Um, you know, he's in some small town down in Arizona 
And he said, uh, you know, hey, I've been looking at your stuff and reading your blogs and listening, and, and I think I want to reach out and talk to somebody. Uh, and, and yes, I reached out to, to give an hour, and there were no given hour providers around his right. area. Uh, one thing that Given Hour has done, though, is uh, is implemented a telemental health platform so that uh, I think I was able to, to reach out to somebody there regionally and get him connected to somebody to do some telehealth stuff. Uh, so that's another way that Given Hour is trying to break down those barriers. Absolutely. We have uh, actually, you know, obviously the, the traditional, you know, come into the office. Uh, we also have uh, telephone counseling. Uh, quite a few of our providers are doing telephone counseling, and then uh, very similar to Skype, uh, where we have that telemental health platform that's HIPAA compliant. Uh, so yes, you're you're absolutely right. We try to break down. Uh, there's there's enough obstacles. I mean, there's enough personal obstacles in the way for somebody to reach out for services. We don't need to add more to that. Um, you know, I I told all. My, my soldiers, that uh, you're going to be the last one to realize that you need help because over the past 12, 15 months, you've changed slowly. But when you go back home, your wife, your kids, your coworkers, your mom, dad, brother, sister, aunt, uncle, they're going to see a drastic change in you because it's been an abrupt change from what they remember when you left versus when you came home. So uh, listen to them. <laughs> when they say, hey, you know, uh, I'm concerned about you. Uh, be honest with yourself and, and take away those personal obstacles as well. And we're going to try to take away all the other physical obstacles. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree. I, I often say that a veteran doesn't need a lot of reasons to avoid mental health. Um, <laughs> and, uh, and, and that is that, that lack of personal awareness and that stigma. Uh, and that, even that isolation, um, as uh, as the veteran or as a service member, and I really like, and I, I don't want to speed past this, is um, you identified that uh, it's not just for veterans either. It's for also active duty service members. Anyone Absolutely. who is serving, has served, active, um, guard, reserve, um, and anyone in their family can access these services. Absolutely. Absolutely. And again, going beyond uh, the immediate family, uh, anybody, any loved one that's been affected by that service, like you said, a long-term relationship, that there might not be a legal, you know, bond, but there's an emotional bond. And we want to make sure that anybody that's been affected by that individual service is being seen. You know, and that, uh, that brings up an excellent point um, and, and a gap that I'm currently seeing, and some of my colleagues, uh, we've been talking about this, uh, not my mental health colleagues, but but uh, in, in the veteran space in general, is we know the number of, uh, of veterans, um, you know, it, veterans and service members who, who die by suicide, the 20-a-day number uh, based on the most recent uh, VA study, which honestly is, uh, is off of 2015 numbers, so it's like trying to fight a battle with, you know, intelligence that's three years old. But we don't know the numbers of family members who right. who take their own lives as a result of of the impact, yes. right? So spouses and children, and that staff sergeant that comes out of uh, the army or that uh, you know gunnery sergeant that comes out out of the Marine Corps, at least they have the VA. But unless they've retired, their spouses, their children don't have any of the resources whatsoever. Which is another way right. that Given Hour steps in. Absolutely, and and I'm 
glad that you're you're making people aware of the contagion of suicide. Um, you know, the which is unfortunate um, because it's not just other service members that are aware of friends that have taken their own lives. But you're right; it's it's people that are close to them, uh, and that is always a a risk factor of having somebody close to you that is that has taken their own life. So. Uh, I'm glad you're making people aware of that contagion factor. So a lot of what Given Hour is trying to do is obviously provide those direct services, but uh, but recently you've also transitioned, or Given Hour has transitioned into trying to change the way that the country or or those uh, those communities in which Given Hour is definitely connected to really change the way that we talk about mental health in general, not just veterans' sp- uh, mental health specifically, um, but uh, but the campaign to change direction. So uh, could you tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. Uh, we started uh, the campaign to change direction a couple years ago because we have been, just as you said, we've been providing services. Uh, we had a network of providers that were that were just basically made available, but people had to come to them. They had to search them out. They had to present themselves for uh, those mental health services. But we we kind of realized it's like okay, we need to. We need to educate the public. So this is really not a veterans initiative. It is a public health initiative to educate the general public on the five signs of emotional suffering. So we we try to create something that people would be familiar with that they could say, you know, you know the smiley faces that you'll see at the doctor's office. Uh, so we we created some products that would let them know, okay, I'm feeling. Um, you know, overwhelmed, I'm feeling agitated, or I'm noticing these, these signs in, in other people. So my, my loved one, you know, they're, they're just not acting like themselves. They're not feeling like themselves. Um, they're starting to withdraw. Uh, and then they're starting to exhibit signs of poor self-care. So all of these, these general signs of emotional suffering, we, we created some products, posters, wallet cards, just so people could be aware of them. And then from there, if they recognize one of these signs, then we're trying to educate them to reach out. So you recognize a sign. We also want to develop your capacity to be able to say, hey, I've noticed this. You're not acting like your typical outgoing self. You're a little bit withdrawn. You know, is there, is there something going on? Can we talk? You know, so basically to show that compassion and to let them know I care about you, I love you, I'm concerned about you. Um, And then from there, we are hoping that that conversation leads to, you know what, maybe you're right, maybe I do need to see somebody. Oh, by the way, if you can't go to the VA, if you can't go through DOD, if you don't have insurance, or you don't want to go through that traditional route, we also have Given Hour that gives free and confidential services to you and your your family. Um, So that's why it was, was more of a public health, because everybody needs to be aware of mental health everybody has mental health whether it's good or bad if you're if you're in a good mood and you're always in a good mood and you're always an upbeat outgoing person that's still your mental health that's just where you're at with your mental health everybody has mental health it shouldn't be hidden if you have a broken arm with a cast everybody can see that you have a broken arm what we're trying to do through the campaign to change direction is to destigmatize mental health 
because there's always this negative connotation. When somebody says mental health, they always go to the negative. Oh, wow, they've got something wrong. If they're a veteran, well, if they're a veteran, I know they got PTSD because they're a veteran. <laughs> That's the only thing you know, veterans can get is PTSD because people just aren't educated on mental health generally. Uh, and then from the Campaign to Change Directions, Five Signs of Emotional Suffering, we also created the, the Healthy Habits, the Five Healthy Habits. So, again, it's a public health initiative just to let people know, you know, are you taking care of yourself? Are you maintaining healthy connections and healthy relationships? Uh, and just basically bringing it to their attention that your self-care is equally important. Um, so uh, over the last couple of years, we've been able to partner with uh, quite, you know, I think the first year we started with 50 partners. Now we're up to hundreds of partners. Our, uh, our Twitter is active with Twitter chats with partners, so we will – we will find a topic. We will invite people in. So we're trying to get the social media engagement through the campaign to change direction, as well as last year we had our first uh, global mental health summit. Uh, it was out in L.A. Uh, this October we will be in London for our second uh, global summit on mental health, and we are partnering with the U.K. Ministry of Defense. Mm -hmm. And uh, Prince uh, Harry, a veteran himself, is a huge advocate for mental health in the U.K., uh, Ministry of Defense and their armed forces. So, uh, so yeah, look for more information on that come uh, coming October. And see, and I, I think that's critical. And you brought up a couple of uh, really great points. Uh, first, when you talk about mental health, um, there's this uh, you know vampire with a crucifix kind of reaction. Um, this is why I, I really, right. um, you know, my blog and, and website is veteranmentalhealth.com and people have said, oh, you need to change it. You need to change it to something else. And, but we tried that in the, in the army. I know specifically, right. We changed it from mental health to behavioral health. It still meant the same thing from behavioral health right. to combat stress. It still meant the same thing. It meant, you know, it, it, so it's a rose by any other name. We just need to stop messing around with words and, and call a rose a rose and say, okay, so it's mental health. You can be, you know, at some point you can be more well, sometimes you can be less well, but it doesn't in any way mean that you're crazy. So I really like how you identified that with, with the, um, that, that everybody has mental health, just like we all have physical health is just sometimes it's very good. And sometimes it's not so good. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, I've been out of the military now for 10 years. My my physical health isn't nearly as good what it used to be when I was 21 years old, doing, you know, 300 on the PT test. But, you know, I've still got physical health. Um, and the mental health aspect, we're trying to, again, we're just trying to to let people know. You're, I, lo I love your vampire with the, you know, your, your analogy there. Because, yes, there shouldn't, it should not be a negative connotation. Why can't? there be positive mental health and why can't we promote positive mental health uh you know the healthy habits you know what what makes me have healthy mental health you know what makes me have positive mental health it doesn't have to be negative and it doesn't necessarily have to be clinical mental health counseling either. This is something that, that I often come up against. And you said, you know, yes, if, if more of these signs and you're a little bit low, we do have given hour and we, we can have clinicians over here. Um, but, but that's only one aspect. Not everybody needs to be in therapy, um, you know, and, and, right. and even then it's not all Freud on the couch and, and talking about your mother. Um, but it's just saying that you can actually perform 
and we're talking about veterans here, uh, service members, you can perform preventive maintenance so you don't get to the point where there's a crisis. Um, or, or if you're, you know, just like you go to a physical therapist for a period of time to work out some kinks in your back, you can go to a mental health counselor to, to get through a rough patch in your life, but it doesn't mean you have to be there for the next 15 years. Um, and, right. and so, it, and, and I really like, it. this is the, the thing about veteran suicide, specifically in suicide in general, it's, it increases the likelihood increases when you have this isolation, um, and you don't address these problems. And, and we are very fortunate uh, that our profile has allowed us to work with some fantastic partners. Um, and, and like you said, you know, you, you, we try to, especially as a veteran, we, we never like being told. We never, hey, you need to, you need to, you know. The, so what we try to do is connect our providers with some of our partner, partner organizations just to n- – the biggest advantage is it allows our providers to also become more educated on the on the veteran space, uh, lets them interact with them in a non-clinician role. So as an equal member of Team Red, White, and Blue, Team Rubicon, uh, the mission continues. Uh, so those three organizations specifically, we've really tried our best at at linking our providers with them to become members in those organizations because, num- number one, they're great organizations. Uh, but then it also allows them to become more educated on the veteran space, to, to engage with veterans. Uh, but it also gives those organizations another, another resource because we've also been fortunate to, to provide wellness managers for Team Rubicon. So in their wellness program, um, 90% of them in that wellness program as clinicians that really look at the post-deployment mental health of their members, fortunately, they're given our providers. We have mental health advisors working with regional leadership for Team Red, White, and Blue. Uh, We've created uh, crisis intervention protocols for these organizations, which I know have saved lives based on the, the feedback from these organizations. I know that it has saved the lives of their members because that leader will say, Hey, uh, I had an incident. I went to this, this crisis intervention guide and I knew what to do to get that person the help they needed. And the feedback now is, is, you know, we, we saved their life. We, we brought them back from a crisis and now they're, they're safe and healthy. Um, so that's what we're trying to do is we, we don't just want to be sitting in an office waiting for people to come see us, uh, see our providers. We want to have this, this, this great relationship with like organizations and organizations that we can benefit from and they can benefit from us, uh, that it's not just client, clinician, cut and dry. We want to make it an organic relationship that – we can really meet their needs uh, on their on their terms because all of these organizations have a different culture, organizational culture, and that we've been able to kind of adapt ourselves to uh, really work well with them. See, and I think that's critical, and that's actually the the gong that I've been banging for for quite a while is that 
mental health professionals, uh, clinicians specifically, need to get out of the office um, and be able to communicate directly to where the veteran is. So if the, the veteran's not going to come in and talk to us, uh, then we're going to go out and talk to the veteran. The military did it very specifically, as, as I know. Uh, the Army did it when they started embedding um, mental health professionals directly into the units and serving the veteran uh, and, and helping the veteran's needs as far forward as possible. Um, but we go to where the veteran is at rather than trying to get the veteran to come in to see us. Um, and, and, we have had a great success. Uh, providers doing storytelling workshops, uh, yoga workshops. We had providers that went down to the Houston area in response to Hurricane Harvey. And, and now one of our superstar providers is also a, a, a mental health professional, but he's also a combat veteran from the 82nd. So I love this guy. He went down there and cut down trees <laughs> when he wasn't, you know, acting in the role of a wellness manager. He was he was cutting down trees, you know, in one of the neighborhoods in, in the Houston area. So uh, that's we we. We want to give them more opportunities. We want to give our providers a, a, a reason, you know, other than, hey, I'm giving back to the military and veteran community. Um, we want to we make it exciting for them. We want to give them more opportunities. We, we, we want to create opportunities that they wouldn't normally have, which just makes their life more interesting as well. Right, and in being connected to these, and uh, in, in whether you, the new age VSOs, but but each of them, like you said, they have a separate culture and a special mission. Um, team Rubicon, obviously, disaster relief, and and Team RWB, as far as the the physical health uh, uh, through exercise and in community mission continues through that community involvement. Um, but all of them, or the majority of each of them, are veterans that also come with their own needs and, and mental health needs. Um, like you, I've had conversations with local um, uh, representatives here in Colorado, Team Rubicon, and they said, yeah, we can help when somebody's you know, cutting down a, a, a tree with a chainsaw. Um, but if they're still dealing with what happened back in Bakuba, uh, you know, that's a little bit outside of our realm. So it's great to hear that the Given Hour is trying to bridge that gap. Um, and, and really trying to, and this is a different way of breaking down the barriers, not breaking down the barriers to individual accessing mental health, uh, but making mental health more accessible to where the individuals are at. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so in, in looking at the, the suicide prevention aspect in, in September being suicide prevention month. And as we're in this, uh, um, in this series, looking at suicide prevention, um, how has Given Hour addressed the the veteran suicide epidemic, uh, or how has it impacted, or what kind of feedback have you gotten around that? Well, we we as an organization, based on the way that we are set up and our our network of professional, um, you know, mental health professionals, we we cannot serve as a crisis intervention organization. Uh, it, it would take too long, and we're just it's, you know, we're not, we're not that responsive to a crisis as, say, the VA crisis line is or the DOD suicide prevention office. Uh, what, we, what we've done is we've partnered with these crisis intervention um, resources, and we promote that. So anytime you'll see us out there at an event, we, like when I go to an event, 
fortunately, I used to work for the VA, so I can go in there and get all kinds of materials still. But we we are we have the VA crisis line information in any of our products. Uh, we are always constantly promoting that. Uh, same thing with our crisis intervention products that we give organizations. We we stress it. There, there are better people to intervene in a crisis. So we, we have the VA, we have the, we encourage them to find out who their local, their community, their city, their state crisis intervention lines are, uh, because that's who can react the fastest. Uh, so when it comes to suicide prevention, what we excel at is promoting the education. We are all about the prevention through our campaign to change direction of educating the community on what to look for just generally in mental health and trying to develop that capability for people to reach out and say, hey, I'm here, what can I help you with, what can I do for you, what resources can I help you find just to create that connection. Uh, and then we have the ability to link them with the crisis intervention. Uh, and then we also have um, a partnership with uh, and a memorandum of understanding with uh, the uh, Army Reserve as well as the National Guard where we do postvention. So if, unfortunately, there is an attempt or a success for suicide, uh, we, our providers, are then able to help that individual because then we are, we are being able to make that connection with that individual or that individual's surviving family. Um, so... Um, again, it's mostly for our efforts are linking people with the education and the crisis intervention resources. And then, unfortunately, uh, we would be able to do the postvention. Um, fortunately, you know, hopefully, fortunately, there's not much of that, but we are there for it. So, and that's, again, one thing that, uh, in you know, I don't care if I sound like a given hour fanboy, but but it's it's really really great um, in that you're not promoting one specific um, avenue. I mean that's that's really what given hour is about is um, let's provide a, a wide range of resources and let the veteran choose what works best for them. Uh, on your website with your helplines, it's not just the VA crisis line, uh, but it's also Vets for Warriors, an, an amazing organization um, out of New Jersey uh, that's that's providing support, um, you know, veteran to veteran support, the crisis text line. So it's it's not just um, you know you're not just promoting one particular aspect; you're promoting a wide range and trying to collaborate and, and gather all of these different information so that. Um, you know, in, in very much in this veterans community, we're talking about no wrong door and, and there still seems to be a lot of wrong doors when we're trying to make no wrong doors. But it really seems like Given Hour is trying to, again, uh, you know, repetitive here, but break down those barriers. Yes, we definitely have a big tent philosophy um, because you're absolutely right. Not one organization can solve everybody's problems. Uh, they can't meet every single need. So that is definitely our philosophy where we, we want to partner with uh, like organizations. Um, you know, we've had fantastic partnerships with United Health. We've had fantastic partnerships with uh, Elizabeth Dole, uh, University of Phoenix, to educate their student staff and alumni on our services, uh, non-commissioned officers association. So really, even organizations you wouldn't think would have a relationship with us, there can be a relationship because, again, everybody has mental health. 
Um, and if you are interacting with veterans, there will be an opportunity to observe and talk about mental health. Uh, and we just want to make sure that uh, we are available. No, I think that's great, and uh, I have been and will continue to promote uh, Given Hour. Um, unfortunately, as Katie often reminds me, I'm not a Given Hour provider myself because I find myself, I don't have extra hours to hand out. Um, but uh, you but, know what you should do is you should sign up as a Given Hour provider, and every time you go on a podcast and talk about Given Hour, hey, I will accept that as a donated hour. <laughs> well, you know, I, I will tell you, um, actually, another way in which I use Given Hour, which probably um, is, I haven't had a conversation uh, either with uh, Aaron Timmermans or Katie about this, uh, but I have a lot of um, veterans who are emerging into the clinical mental health space um, that can't find um, supervisors that also understand veteran mental health. Um, this is one of the things is, is like I have after my military service, I wasn't a mental health provider when I was in the military. Uh, and so when I have a, um, a veteran who's a, a, a an LCSW or a, a social work, uh, or a professional counselor or a marriage and family therapist, and they reach out to me and ask, you know, Hey, how can I, um, find a supervisor in my area? I go to Given Hour because I know that if that individual is signed up for Given Hour, they're at least culturally competent, and I will connect that clinician, or I'll at least make an introduction to uh, from the student to the clinician. So I actually use it as a uh, a way to help the next generation of mental health professionals. Yeah, I'm definitely going to follow up with you to have you sign up as a Given Hour provider because. Uh... You are giving us all kinds of uh, donations in kind that we can, we would certainly love to uh, capture all of the great work that you're doing on our behalf. But I, I think that that's a, a reflection of the work that has gone in and the dedication that that uh, the Given Hour has provided um, for the the mental health community, um, and it's really trying to bridge that gap. and And just like everything else, trying to to get that word out is challenging and. Uh, uh, and I'm glad to have been able to to have you on the show to be able to talk about that. Well, I, it is absolutely my pleasure. Um, what you what you are doing, um, I, I I just can't speak highly enough. Um, not just what you're doing for us with giving our promoting our services, but but to to come out of the service, go into the mental health field and still have that desire to give back to the, to the veterans and their families and the service members in, and I'll be honest with you, I'm an, I'm an old school uh, analog soldier. So for you to tap into the digital, uh, you know, the, the social media and the podcast, and uh, I, am, uh, I am very confident of the, uh, of the younger generation of soldiers and, and how my philosophy is veterans take care of veterans, and I am so happy that you have found a a, a new way to take care of veterans in in the in a way that younger veterans are receptive to. Because you know, our, we have to change. We we have to change the way that we reach younger veterans because the old school VFW American Legion come to the post, hang out doesn't work anymore and what you've tapped into is just amazing and wonderful so uh, as a veteran i thank you as well 
Well, I appreciate that, and uh, and I am not quite as uh, new school. I know how to run a TA three twelve and uh, and and dig a foxhole and uh, and do all those kind of things. Um, you know, it, so but uh, this just like given hour. The, the need to be able to adapt and the need to be able to figure out new ways to spread the old messages. Uh, I'm right there with it, and I, I really appreciate you coming on. So if um, if somebody wanted to reach out to maybe you specifically or Give an Hour in general, or so what would be the best way for someone to reach out to Give an Hour? Uh, maybe if they're a clinician, we have a lot of clinicians listen to the show, they want to sign up, or a veteran that's been listening to the show for a while um, wants to reach out. How would What was the best way to do that? Well, they can always visit our website, uh, www.giveanhour.org. Uh, on that webpage, you'll be able to find our services. Uh, if you're looking, if you are a veteran or a loved one looking for services, you can connect with our provider database that way. If you're a provider, we have a provider page that will give you uh, some great information on uh, what, it, what your uh, requirements are to become a provider. Uh, as well as the registration link for that. Uh, and then if you get to the website and there's and, and you run into an obstacle, you, you don't see the information that you're looking for specifically, uh, please shoot us an email at info at givenhour.org. Uh, it's monitored daily, and our staff member will be able to uh, forward that email to the proper staff member that will be able to uh, answer any of your questions. So, again, that's info at givenhour.org. And I will definitely make sure that uh, all of those links are in the show notes, uh, as well as uh, to the campaign to change direction uh, and and to all of your your partner pages and stuff, too. So, uh, Robert, I I really appreciate you taking the time to come on the show. I truly appreciate it. Thank you. You're listening to Headspace and Timing on the Change Your POV Podcast Network. Another great conversation about someone who was impacted about suicide in their own life and decided to take action to do something about it. Given Hour, as you no doubt heard, is an organization that I am fully in support of. Those who served and those who care for them should have access to mental health professionals who understand their unique experiences and can help them out through a rough spot. Given Hour does exactly that. If you're a veteran or care for one in any way, then check out their programs. You can find a mental health professional by going to their website, givenhour.org. The other thing they're trying to do on a national scale is change the way that we talk about mental health in general, not just veteran mental health. Their efforts to elevate the conversation can be found at changedirection.org, and it's a great way to start a conversation about mental health and wellness. That's what we're trying to do on the Headspace and Timing website, bring you as much information as we can in whatever way that we can. You can now get the latest blog posts and podcasts delivered to Facebook Messenger, which will make it easier for you to listen, learn, and share with those you care about. Stop what you're doing right now and head over to VeteranMentalHealth.com. In the middle of the image, you'll see a great big orange button. Click that and let me do the rest. It's that simple. As I mentioned, this is the third episode in a series of four that will be focusing on suicide prevention. This week, we talk about how Given Hour is making a difference in suicide prevention and general mental health awareness. Next week, we'll be talking to Objective Zero, an innovative new way to connect those who care with those that need help. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss it. And until then, stay focused and be well. I'd like to thank the Change Your POV Podcast Network for hosting this show and highlighting the critical importance of veteran mental health. We want to hear from you. You can reach out to me via email at duane at veteranmentalhealth.com. 
You can find me at Twitter at The Counseling Vet or head on over to Facebook and look for the Change Your POV Squad. You can find the show notes for this episode and all the episodes by going to VeteranMentalHealth.com or ChangeYourPOV.com. Sign up for updates on either or both so you don't miss another episode. While you're at it, check out the other great shows on the Change Your POV podcast network. The show about remembering our military history and reviving our warrior spirit, changing hearts and minds. The show about outdoor activities that us veterans love so much, Neophyte in the Woods. The show that helps us get going at the beginning of the week, Motivation Monday. And Attack Fridays, the show that brings you actionable tips, tricks, and coachable knowledge to help you make the best of your transition. While you're checking out the other shows, drop us a review in iTunes or whatever podcast platform you're listening to. The reviews really help spread the word about what we're doing. If you're looking for the total package for all the information you need to live the life you want after leaving the military, you found it. If you know of a buddy who's looking for the same info, share it with them so they can find it too. I want to thank Doc Todd for his permission to use his track, Not Alone, from his amazing album, Combat Medicine. Doc Todd is somebody who's trying to bring veteran mental health out of the darkness and into the light, and you can get the album by going to therealdoctod.com. Check it out, because remember, veterans, you're not alone. Ever. The struggle is real, found a piece and lost a soul Eventually my drinking, it got out of control There in darkness I roam, struggling to find home See suddenly death didn't feel so alone 22 a day, destination unknown It could have been avoided if you picked up the phone But now you're gone, so I guess all we get is the tone Nothing but bone weeds, overgrown, pushing up stones I've triumphed over enemies, co-creating enemies Broke out facilities that tried to put an end to me R.I.P., I'd rather grind in tranquility Authentic Tennessee, embrace my ability
Are you looking for more ways to learn about military and veteran culture? Are you a mental health professional or public health professional without lived experience in the military but find yourself working with veterans? Are you a caregiver or a family member of a veteran? Then you might be interested in a series of books that have been released with you in mind. By going to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books, you can check out three books that give you an insight into veteran mental health from a combat veteran perspective. These books are a collection of short, consumable essays that discuss a wide range of topics related to mental health and wellness in post-military life. Head on over to veteranmentalhealth.com forward slash books and check them out for yourself or follow the link in the show notes.